Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. McMahon! I've got an insatiable appetite for life, and I want more, more, more! For more than 30 years, WWE and Make-A-Wish have shared a joint mission to put smiles on people's faces. Meeting these kids and putting smiles on their faces. And this magnificent nape of a neck. Ooh, yeah. What a taste, huh? Mm. That's very good. How about a bigger taste than that? Because to us, smiles matter most. I have chills, like at the end of the day, that's what we do here at WWE, we put smiles on people's faces. This environment is just a little more private. And, uh, I think maybe we are gonna find out just how badly you really How bad, you know how bad. Oh, I do, do I? Why don't we just find out? Yeah. You do wanna be employed. They just need to smile. You just need to get away from it all. And not only seeing them smile, but seeing their family smile and having mothers come up to me and say, this is the first time I've seen them happy in a very long time. Thank you. That's what makes being a WWE superstar so awesome. And watch, I can even make my ass do tricks. Watch this. <laughs> Don't cut the cheese. I'm starting feeling more like myself. Not that I have it in the past, but see, there's a side of me that you've never seen before. Oh, and uh, just for the record, from now on, you always refer to me as uh, Mr. McMahon. United Cause that celebrates putting people first. We are mutually driven to seek better, to put smiles on faces. dead person, you know, a, a female dead person when you're a guy is, and you're in this thong type thing, it was like, come on, that is like high comedy if there ever is. I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw and the, what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together.
retirement that he thanked all of you. He thanked the WWE Universe. You guys are, you're jumping me. I'm, tr I'm trying to get there, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> and that's all of you out here. That's everybody in the back. That is all of our crew. That, that's everyone who hangs the rigging. It's everyone who designs all of the graphics. It's even Pat McAfee and I guess Michael Cole. WWE Universe, and we are eternally grateful for all of you. But since Vince had the opportunity to thank us, I think this is the moment that we take to thank him. So now we're gonna do it together, right? Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. Oh, we're going. Nice start. It's Dear Tony. I was confused, and I'm the one that hit the button. I was staring at the button, and it's just, that it was just saying end recording. And I'm going, mm-hmm. And I remembered that it shows the timing. Something. Never mind. It's Dear Tony. It's Wilson. How about that uh, beginning, huh? Huh? <laughs> I made that. Vince is a cool guy. Very cool. We uh, didn't know uh, what was going on. We're all blind. Every <laughs> The amount of dudes that are lining up, they're like, I'm blindsided. I'm shook. I cannot believe this. I'm not saying everybody should have been like, I bet this guy is allegedly pooping on heads. Uh, but, I mean, look at these. When you look back and now the full history of Vince McMahon, you're like, this all adds up, and we should have. We should have. You should at least maybe be saying that. We should have known. We should have. And then the people that were working with them, somebody should have said something. They're all going to say, well, I knew. They're, they're, this common thread is, well, we all knew he had girlfriends and stuff like that. It's like. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for just come on, let's go here. Let's the floodgates. Let's go with the other, uh, you know, allegedly there were performers that have uh, had to sign NDAs and what have you. But we'll see. <clears throat> this does remind me of like when Weinstein, 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 when he, uh, Got got uh, many people that worked with him were like, I, 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 I didn't know, but then some actresses were like, I told people, <laughs> you know, I told people what had happened to me, and everybody's like, Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so, the last year, Tony, I did a very stream of consciousness, which happens on dear tony from time to time other times i do i, I write down what i want to say or i have like little bullet points and and god bless my brother he said he listened to it and he was like you should just write down what you should just write it down which 
to be fair, when I've taken notes, which I take notes when we do the Workers Club podcast, and you know, those are always much better than Dear Tony, I must say, because uh, we've written down things we want to talk about. Uh, but when I have taken notes about things I want to talk about or have a clear idea, these tend to go much better. So I did that. And uh, hey, shout out to my brother. Did I already say that? Shout out to my brother. Uh, appreciate him listening. Family support. That's what I'm talking about. Would love to record with him. If he's listening to this, would love to have you on, bro. Um, for example, family support. I played the Vince thing for my wife. Look, look what I made. And she said, I'm confused. What happens? And that confused me because I'm like, what do you, it's a, it's a, like a piece that I'm going to put into the podcast. What do you mean? I think she used, it was, I don't know what she was expecting. some crescendo. She's going to, now she sometimes does listen to things that involve her up at like player this part. And she'll be like, that's not what I meant. Or that's not what I, you know, that wasn't the context or that wasn't the, I meant she'll, but at the time she's not uh, giving kind. She just left it at that. What happens next? To, I mean, I'm like in the song. There's no more. The song's over. The song, the piece. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, but I do have things to talk about. Lots of things. This should have been called Veritable Stew. I was planning on reading my writing so that Larry could hear me tear myself apart. So we read Larry's writing last week. But this week, I mean, I have so much stuff. I don't think we'll get to it. I don't think we'll get to it. Uh, can I go even higher? I don't think we'll get to it. And these are things that I, I wrote down. I was like, I got to bring this up on the pod. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk, I don't know why this was bothering me. I watched the rumble. We'll get to that. Cause I had money on it. That's the only reason I insist upon it. That's the only reason I watched Okay, I'll admit it. I always watch uh, the two shows I always generally do watch, no matter what, in my history. I watch WrestleMania, and I watch... Oh, we'll get back to the women's stuff, too, by the way. Well, uh, WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. Uh, and, of course, this, for this Rumble, I'm going... Uh, I just want to see, see how they behave, because the last time Vince got in trouble, they didn't behave very well. They kind of flaunted these, uh, you know, these uh, Vince in our face. Uh, but maybe I was thinking about like, because uh, people were just stumbling over themselves to to give Vince's flowers the last time. Now, not so much. But I was thinking about, I guess I was thinking about like hero worship and. I don't know. I was, you know, I, I go on uh, Reddit, specifically Squared Circle, and I just mostly, mostly lurk <laughs> and we'll go through the comments. And I, I don't, this is maybe, I, I'm an OG internet guy, <laughs> right? Fan of being a fan of things on the internet. <laughs> and I never, you know, beyond forums or message boards or chat rooms, there was, I guess the new term is parasocial, right? Let's see here. 
one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party is completely unaware of the other's existence. Yes. And it seems like that has just escalated big time. And not only on top of that, the parasocial stuff on the internet, on uh, forums dedicated to certain topics, but it also seems to have this other thread running alongside it where they need the people to be good. And if they're not good, Oh, I know I was thinking about this in here because Paul Levesque in the press conference, right? And people just do not want uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque. They do not want him involved at all uh, because that would mean the guy that makes the TV that they like or that they feel better about watching because then they had to always compartmentalize when Vince was in charge. So... But it bleeds in the people that they're watching. They need to be good. You know, there's a reason why Marty Scroll isn't on television, uh, which is like, look, if you are righteous and you don't want to or are not going to watch sports with or teams, I guess, teams with athletes that have committed crimes or movie stars or this. Uh, I know Larry loves the more crimes that they commit. Larry, his interest level goes through the roof. Uh, Larry, I was thinking about, okay, this sidetrack. I was thinking, man, maybe I should do a co-host. But I think if I had a co-host, uh, these episodes, they're, it, would be a hundred hours long because each point would be like discussed and then tangents and what have you. So right now I'm just bulldozing through this thing, but let's just call Larry the ghost host of, uh, see, oh my God, I got so far ahead of myself. Anyways, ghost host of the podcast. Okay. Hold on. At 10 minutes, we're going to play. I got a voicemail from our number one fan, Willie. And it's 10 minute mark. I'm saying that because I know then I'll be able to find it easier to put it in, in editing. Nine minutes 20, nine minutes 22. Okay. Uh, we'll put it in and well, I'll just say, uh, and then I'll talk about it. Okay. So we'll just, we'll just chill out for the next three seconds while we do this. Um, Should have just done this in the beginning, really. Uh, but it is what it is. <laughs> and then we'll get back to uh, what we were talking about was parasocial. Dear Wilson, it's, um, it's your boy, your number one fan, the day one dear Tony Acolyte, Willie. I have to tell you that having you in my ears makes my life seem not so dreary. In fact, you've inspired me to start my own podcast. It's called Willie's Walkabouts. And if you couldn't already tell, you're listening to episode numero uno. It's a podcast where I walk and I talk or I talk and I walk. You know what I mean? So, um, hmm, I guess I don't know.
Do I need segments? Do I need an intro? Did I do one earlier? Wow, this is harder than it seems. Hmm. Well, let me look around. Maybe there's something interesting I could... Uh... No. Um... Just trees, really. Um... Some bushes there. Kind of wishing I had worn a jacket. I was at the pub the other day, playing a wee game of Circle Needle. That's what I'm calling darts these days, hoping um, that'll take off. I'm kind of like that. I always to the future. Don't get me wrong, love tradition. But what's next? Am I right? What's that? I said, you're too close to my garden. I'm not near your garden, mate. I'm not your fucking mate. Oi, all right, don't get your knickers in a twist. I don't do that. What? I don't wear women's underwear. It's an expression, mate. I'm not your fucking mate. All right, all right. Jesus, you're cheesed off. Say it walking. Fucking hell. I guess that was my first guest. What? I'm recording a podcast. A what? I'm recording a bloody podcast. What's that? It's like a radio program. What station? iTunes. Never heard of it. You've never heard of iTunes? No. Do you want me to explain it? No. All right, laters. What? I said bye. Cheers. Wow. Uh, interesting uh, voicemail. I don't think I've ever given out a number, so it's fascinating that he got a hold of me. Uh, it is Dear Tony. I could have just said that, right? He emailed me a voicemail. Then why did I have the beep? <laughs> Dear Tony Pod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm excited to see if he does any more episodes. Boy, he sounded almost artificial and stilted. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, could be anybody. I mean, who do we really know who Willie is other than he's very British? Anyways. They really need to get to get like the delivery with some of this technology. I'm just saying. I don't want to dig too deep in, but that'll be that's the next level of a technology that is. By the way, okay, so I shared that Vince McMahon thing with somebody, a friend of mine, and uh, he thought that maybe I made Vince say some of those things. He was like, he really said some of that stuff on TV. I said, yes. He did that. No, I did not make Vince say any of that. Uh, but I was looking through Reddit, you know, and there's all these stories about Paul and, uh, and, uh, you know, any, any, really any, all these wrestlers, they get the, it's this weird pure social thing where they're like, love, Love seeing this, like this, that whole thing. I don't recall ever back in the day, or nor now in life, where I'm watching an actor and going, something good is happening in their life, and I'm going, what a win! Glad to see this. Uh, 
living his best life over here. It's like, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, wait, you're logging on. You're going to, to the internet. You're getting online. You're, you know, you're pulling up the thread. You're saying, I want to make a comment. You're typing it out. What does that do for you? Now, I'll say it because we're going to talk about it later. Vanderpump Rules. I, I perused that subreddit as well. And the it was so, it's so concerning. Where people go, so-and-so hasn't been posting about their relationship in a while. Are they still together? You know, what's up with that? And it's like, what do you care? That's concerning. You want to see. You haven't been seeing pictures of two people together, and now you're concerned. You, that should be happening in your real life. You know, where you're. But you, would you ever even ask somebody, like, I haven't seen you posting pictures of your girlfriend lately. Are you guys together? You, maybe you might if they sound depressed. I don't know. I don't think you. But, man. That wouldn't be personal. I mean, because that would you would know the person. They know you exist. But this, like, feeding off of this, the wins and losses in life of other people. I was on the Saturday Night Love subreddit because I punish myself and watch it every week. And somebody goes, hey, there was a po- how how's the best way to see a host after the show? Like, what bars do they like? Does anybody know where they party afterward? Something along those lines. And I, I did. I participated in that one. I said, yeah, the best place is, is their home. You should check there. Go full tilt. Stand outside their window. Hey, how are you? Liked the show? It's weird. It's weird. It's freaking me out. I don't, it's particularly in wrestling where I don't think anybody's good. They're all broken to uh, varying degrees. I mean, I in this house, we've talked about it, workers club, we talked about it. There's a zero worship, hero worship like in my house, my family. I don't like it. I don't. Uh, like lauding people, because in the end, most of these people will uh, disappoint you, <laughs> live long enough be- to become the villains. Is that the line? So you just steer clear of that by just not obsessing over a particular person, you know? Uh, or like making that person your identity, of like liking that person is like. I don't even. I loved certain ba- uh, teams, baseball, like rosters. And, I mean, look at that right there. Like, uh, Kurt Schilling. Uh, I'll even throw, hey, I'll throw Kevin Millar in there. What a, <laughs> just, he's committed no crime. I just don't like him. Per- you know, at the time, I was like, that's funny. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, ugh. So just don't even... I don't know. Is that trying to live life without regret? Should you just love these people that have nothing to do with you? I don't know. I have like a, like a winky appreciation for Martin Scorsese, but God help me if he ever, we've talked about God help me if he commits a crime. Uh, I guess people that know me would say, well, you, I mean, you really love Paul Newman. Uh, I do. Uh, I liked his art, his the work, his his career, his work. Uh, 
I, I need to finish his bio. I'm like, I, I, I need to finish his biography. Although my wife also did buy me one written by somebody else. And I'd like to read that because that's not going to be, it's going to be somebody else's take. So I need to get on that. Uh, but all this fan stuff reminds me of like Rupert Pupkin, King Comedy, Mark Scorsese. Um, when that movie came out, and it's an incredible movie, that is not behavior to be like, I think that that behavior now is normalized. This thing, well, he, you know, he walks into the guy's, if you've never seen it, it's a guy that wants to be famous. I don't even think he, he wants to be a specific type of famous, I suppose. He wants to host or be a comedian. I don't even know if he wants to be a comedian. He specifically wants to be a host of a late night talk show. He wants to monologue in front of a crowd. He wants to be loved. Uh, and, uh, but he doesn't want to do any of the work. And he's just is like, if I get on the show and if I can get this guy to be my friend, it's going to be like immediate. And the rules don't really apply to him. And it turns, it eventually turns into a kidnapping. But he does, he's delusional. And at one point he shows up at the guy's house and he's kind of working under the delusion that he can work this in his favor and that this guy will not be absolutely appalled. You see, sometimes with wrestlers, they'll say, hey, don't approach me in the airport. And you get some people going, yeah, nobody should be approached. These are people, human beings. Don't approach them. And then uh, Larry's like licking his chops right now when I when I get to see him punk later. <laughs> don't turn this around. <laughs> but uh, they approach him in the airport. But then other people are like, hey, they're public figures. They should be expected to da 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 There should be more of one than the other. More of just, I'd say, leave everybody alone. Although, now, thinking about it, there are people in wrestling, and this will be, I think, a segue, reality TV, who yearn to be seen they want to be at a spot where they go, eh, man, I'm so famous. I, I just want to be left alone. But there's that thirst to be. A lot of times now you hear with reality TV show people, well, I know what I signed up for. Or I didn't know what I signed up for. Or it's just part of my life is to present myself in this way. And I was thinking, but that, uh, why? Because I was thinking in other TV shows, you don't see that. I'll just use Lost because it popped into my head, for example. Nobody during Lost was on the Lost subreddit was like Josh Holloway, who played Sawyer. Josh Holloway, like uh, having some kind of parasocial. Like, he hasn't posted about his wife lately or a girlfriend or whatever. Or, like, or how do you think if I'm going to Hawaii, uh, after they're done filming, you know, I think I can see them film if I, you know, uh, but after that, where are they staying? Uh, I think why that happens with wrestling is it is that kind of blend. It almost is. It's fake, but it is a reality. These are real people kind of presenting themselves as if that's it's that weird blend. So you do get kind of that reality show fandom, but then you also get uh, I don't know. It's also like, like people 
teams, sports thing of what they call it tribalism. This is why I actually spend my time thinking and talking about wrestling, by the way. Anyway, there's no answer to any of this. It's food for thought. Um, but reality show, I just, I needed to talk about one thing. I was watching um, the latest season of Queer Eye with my wife. And uh, they went to this dude's house. And he opens up his fridge. And look, seems like a nice can I put this in front? Seems like a nice guy. He's opens up his fridge. This brother, and I say brother is in just God. This dude, this fellow human. He's got uh and if you've seen the episode, you know who I'm talking about. It's the KISS fan. He has uh Two 20 packs of hot dogs in his fridge. It's like, okay, the guy likes hot dogs. This guy. But then they show him making his lunch. He grabs out the he grabs out two hot dogs. He gets a hoagie bun. He puts a severe amount of mustard on it. My wife had a visceral reaction to the amount of mustard this guy put on the hoagie bun. So one side of the hoagie bun is like drowning in mustard. Then the other side has the two hot dogs next to each other. He flips over the hoagie. Then he cuts it in half. So he's got a one. He's got now he's got two mini hot dog sandwiches. Or two hot dogs. He's got four hot dogs total, but they're mini hot dogs. I'm not making this make sense. But it was just a, a concerning concerning thing that whole queer eye show it's like maybe a lot of reality television for most people maybe where i'm like i don't like this guy this guy annoys me this guy annoys me uh part of it watching it you're going for guys they'll take a guy and they'll be like uh we we gave you a haircut we shaved the beard that's down to your nipples now turn around and they look in the mirror and they're like, oh my God, I don't look like shit. It's like, no, you needed a whole TV production to show up to tell you to cut your hair and shave your beard. That's way too long and unkempt. You, that's what needed to happen. Are these interventions? <laughs> or there'll be, it'll be a guy wearing like a three XL and he's like, maybe an XL. And uh, he's like just drowning in clothes. He's wearing cargo shorts, and they're like, "We're putting you in clothes that fit, and not like you just rolled out of bed. Turn around." And he's like, "Oh my god, I don't look like a slob." It's like, yeah, you needed this show to tell you that cargo shorts is not a good look in any situation. Come on, what are we doing? As Larry likes to say. Uh. And sometimes, you know, I do like the cooking guy, Anthony. This particular one with the Kiss fan, he's going, you like to cook. And the guy's going, yeah, I like to cook. He goes, I'm going to show you how to make chicken soup. 
but it's not just chicken soup. Like it's, he's got the whole chicken. He's got to put that, he's got to put, you know, a whole bushel of fennel in there. Right. I don't know. Bushel of fennel. Uh, you know, he's, it's, you know, we're buying, you know, all the fixings we're trying, you know, we're doing that. We got a little, we're tying up the herbs in a bag, you know, cause, cause we're not just, it's not broth. We're making the broth. And I'm thinking this guy is not going to these people that they're going to. Sometimes they're like, I work three jobs. Um, I have no time for myself. And that's why I really let myself go. And it's like the three jobs thing is not going to change. Or this guy in particular was like, I take care of my disabled brother full time, pretty much. It seemed that seemed to be the case. They didn't really go into it. But, you know, he's just like, I just I don't have the time, nor do I have the inclination to cook just these uh, any elaborate meals for myself. My family's not around anymore. They're grown up. I'm, I'm divorced. So, you know, he eats what he eats and then I'm going to eat what I, eat, you know. And. To the, the, the point stands on this particular episode, sure, make a big meal and have your daughters come over or what have you. Um, or just, and I agree, and he says sometimes if you make them like a good meal, sometimes it brings you out of a rut and you're like, I'm a human being. <laughs> That's accurate. But why not tell the audience and these people, you don't need, you can do a whole chicken. Go get a rotisserie chicken that's already pre-made. And tear that apart. You know, you don't need buy a thing of chicken broth, right? Uh, you know, if you have the time to then, yes, put bone or, you know, make your own over time or, you know, be put the veggies in the freezer bag, you put it in the freezer and then later you make a vegetable broth. That's all, you know, you take the scraps. That's simple stuff. But this time, the time and effort, that's like, yes, if you really want to also budget this guy, come on. These people, they're working regular jobs. And these people are being, he goes, do you really go out to eat? No, not really. Well, you should go out to eat, even if it's by yourself. It's like, why would this guy, this guy's housing fucking hot, like hot, uh, these hot dog sandwiches he's making. You think he's going to go and spend money on like a lunch that's not dry? Like, what are we doing? This behavior is ingrained. I'm not saying uh, do what you want. <laughs> I'm just, I like they put this thing of like self care is spending money you don't have. There's a little bit thread that I feel like that they tell these people, or they redo their house. That's another thing. They redid this one guy's house, and he's got like patio furniture now. He's got a gazebo. He's got this. He's got couches out there. And I'm thinking, did they also are they also supplying? the covers for all of this all of this is going to get rained on it's going to get dirty it's going to the upkeep that has to now occur with this house like you saw the house when you came in they were almost hoarders it seemed like it was definitely a house of like we'll get to that project in a few years like it might never get done and now you now that all the projects are done supposedly there's never there's always something to do in the house but now you're giving this guy like more work. You know, I would have, if it was me, I would have been like, did you guys also buy the covers or do I have to now go out and buy covers? I don't want to spend money on covers. That's why we didn't have furniture out here. <clears throat> I 
Oh, during the cooking thing? You know reality TV show incidental music? Uh, yeah, they just, just want to cheap. Sometimes they have an artist who just make a bunch of cheap music. Sometimes they just get a let free. Wow, because this guy was a Kiss fan, he was like a rocker guy. While they were cooking the chicken soup, the Hardy Boys theme music started playing because that's free. You can just have that. You can play that. I can make that my thing forever. I don't want it to be my thing, but you could have that be your podcast thing if you want. Um, but I did chuckle at that. <laughs> While they're, Anthony, the cooking guy, is talking about chicken soup and, you know, life lessons. You hear, bow, wow, da, 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 Let's go into, is there anything else? Uh, I know I watched Vanderpump. Uh, don't, no thoughts. <laughs> no thoughts. Uh, maybe I did, but I just turned to my wife and said them as we watched it. Uh, let's talk wrestling. Now I may just suffer through all that. Let's talk wrestling. Dave. Meltzer got in a little, not really hot water. He did the thing where he was talking on Observer, and he said, basically, I don't know, I feel like he was speculating that this match, the way it was handled, got changed. Because the House of Black, specifically Malachi Black and Buddy Murphy, never lose. And his major point was, you know, Tony Khan treats these guys that do not want to be there or are just kind of going through the motions. And the minute that their contract is up, they're going to go back under the, you know, the wings of Papa H, Triple H, Paul Levesque. And so, like, why? You should just, you know, they should be getting into feuds and taking losses because you know, you know what's going to happen. So then Malachi... Did he respond? I don't know. Brody King responded. He was like, I don't, you know, that's not true. And Buddy Murphy responded, you know, I lose. Look at my record. I lose all the time. Uh, which, just off of memory, I feel like I just, I think this is, we're talking about Malachi Black. We're talking about a guy that handed somebody a book of lore. Right, that was him. Tony, maybe it was Tony Khan. Tony Khan is not a spooky wrestler guy. I'm not a spooky wrestler guy. I never liked The Undertaker. I don't, I never liked Kane. I don't, uh, the Matt Hardy stuff is not for me. Bray Wyatt wasn't for me. Uh, I can't stand that stuff. I can't. I, I feel like people that want that stuff just go watch a scary movie that's actually good. Like why? Why does this have to be in wrestling? And for anybody that's like well, wrestling can be anything, true, true. But what is the core of wrestling to me? This is my subject. You know, wrestling subject. The core of wrestling is. Um, I kind of see it like when you play a, a video or like a blood sport or some kind of like you have all these kind of fighting styles. And it's just who's the best. And within that, you know, 
the, the simplest story is this guy wants the title and, and this guy, and they're all kind of exchanging wins and losses. And over time, you know, people do or don't like each other. So when somebody's like, I don't like OC, it's just like, I don't know. To me, he's like akin to like a guy that's like doing drunken martial arts, you know. Uh, it's just a different style, you know. He's just a, guy, a type of guy. Uh, you could say, well, well, the guy was using, you know, the spook introducing the spooky stuff. You're also dealing with, you cannot and you should not have special effects. What's That, I feel like, is the pathway. If you do the, under, like, they've had that, you know, oh, the fire's going off on the turnbuckles. Oh, lightning struck. It's always stupid. It's always stupid. Like they've tried, they've tried a little bit in NXT where it's like the ref is possessed or this person's possessed. What are we doing? Because it, with that stuff, you have to then line it up with what everybody else is doing. Long point to all this tangent. So you got Malachi Black who really wants to be supernatural, loves lore, one of those tattooed guys that. Everything's very interesting. Very, you know. Things are deep. He's read a book or two. He's waxing poetic. And it's just like, man, can you, you're a good wrestler. Just go in there and wrestler. Just be a guy. Just be a badass. I don't care about what is happening with your eye. I don't care. And it's concerning if somebody needs their, like, for me to be loving what I'm doing as an artiste. This needs to, I need to be laying little clues for people to be tracking the lore of my eye. Malachi Black would be a hundred times more over than he already is nominally over if he just fucking kicked people's heads off and left it at that. 100%. The overall point, though, of Dave's, and he was right, is that these guys are obsessed with going back to the WWE where they were treated like mid-carders, right? And they're like, well, Paul didn't treat me like a mid-carder. Cool, you were the headliner of the development program that loses money. Not until this last TV rights deal. NXT was a losing operation losing you know the touring was going into the whole you know there was just a money suck you know they did it it's still a money suck the touring wasn't bringing in money the team it was on the network when these guys i'm talking about andrade and and malachi they're like oh, vince is gone all these guys flip-flop when vince is in charge they don't want to go back it's happy faces We'll get to the next person because they showed up in the Royal Rumble. Who, where does Malachi Black see himself slotted in the WWE as it stands now? Higher or lower than Drew McIntyre? I mean, what is, I mean, what's it? Tony does have this thing where he, Tony Khan, where he will be, he does, he tries to treat, at least it appears, he tries to treat his roster with some form of respect or dignity. You might not 
be his personal taste or whatever, but he's not going to, he's going to try to steer away from carny stuff, old school wrestling stuff in regards to the talent is just uh, cattle. <sighs> but this, uh, I mean, Dave's point stand. He said they hardly lose. They do lose. They do lose. I mean, they've lost in things that they should have lost in. But otherwise, yeah, he doesn't really put them over. I mean, he said there's some master list somebody's put up on the observer board of like who gets protected. I'd love to see that. I would. I need to log onto the board and find out. But it says when these guys get so in their feelings and they're like, Dave, you're wrong. We lose all the time. I think they're, they're purposely missing the point. They, they know what he's talking about. That there are these wrestlers on the AEW roster where Tony can't do much with them because they don't want to lose. So that he has to put them in programs where they win a bunch of not competitive matches, squashes, and then, win a few matches over on the one, and then the feud usually ends with them losing. Now, I can't remember. Did Miro beat Hobbs? Who won that one, Miro or Hobbs? Andrade's back in the... Speaking of a guy, Andrade's back in the WWE. And like many people in that Rumble, got no reaction. Uh... And uh, he's probably going to be slotted in the mid-card. Cool. These WWE guys, they want, or other wrestlers in general maybe, they want, you know, they spend all their time in WWE going, just somebody give me a shot. Somebody give me a shot. Let me have my creative vision. CM Punk part of that a little bit. I wish I just had my creative. They should have done what I said. Then they go over, they have a chance on a promotion, a major league promotion. You know, they're number two, but it's major league. They got to tell, they got, they're on cable. They have, you know, their attendance, all that. They get the Wembley show now, you know, da 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 da. And they're given, you know, hey, okay, go nuts. And they either A, flourish, B, they don't get as over as they thought they would. Uh, or C, they say, well, I was over in the WWE place, so I shouldn't be. I'm a big star. And it's like, if they're, look at the ratings. They weren't popping quarter hours. Is it hard for these guys to look at the, if they were to care? And Darby is popping a bigger quarter hour than you. Darby, who nobody knew. I, th- I mean, it is. It's uh, watching. It's frustrating to see this. Uh, I swear to God, if anybody's like, you're a person because you're analyzing wrestling, you're a person. I don't care what they do with their personal life. Don't care. Uh, I say that for the Workers Club where we analyze people's personal lives since they're writing a book about their personal lives. Uh, 
and Jade showed up in the Rumble. I was told that Jade was going to be presented much like the WWE presents presentation of Jade is going to be, it's going to blow AEW out of the water. You know, finally WWE, they'll, they'll, they'll present her the way as a star that she is, you know, as opposed to AEW who she never lost and was always presented as a huge uh, charismatic star in the women's division and was always out in the public speak, you know, always being trotted out for that stuff to speak publicly about the company at a, Conventions and stuff like that, and TV upfronts. So uh, her music started, and it sounded exactly like her AEW music, and she looked exactly how she did in AEW. And she went in and she did her pump kick, and she lifted up people. And uh, yep, <laughs> it's just kind of like how they were like Cody, you know? They're gonna take Cody. It's like Cody's doing his AEW. He's doing his bit. He developed an AEW. Uh, Jade is doing this. It's like, I'm not saying give Tony Khan his due or what have you, <laughs> but maybe the WWE fans could like pump the brakes on like WWE knows how to present wrestlers. Do they? This goes into the Vince stuff. Do they know how to present wrestlers? Do they know how to make stars? Where's Austin Theory? Where's Sami Zayn? Where are any of these people? WWE is like a, the land. I'd say here it is. WWE is the land of like the mid carders who are like constantly slotted up, slotted down, slotted up, and no one cares. I'd say AEW is the land of the upper mid carders and the head. It is. I mean, they've seen whiffs of it where they're like they try to elevate people, but. I'd say AEW has and it well AEW has almost too many upper mid carders, not enough interesting mid carders, and that or like it's like low mid card, lower card, and then and all that's just like it's just full of like people that are like they're gonna lose. And the WWE is you've got your couple main eventers. You need like six main eventers. I think that's where AW's got like people that you're like, they could be a main eventer. That does it like let's see. Jericho is this where I go through the rosters again? Jericho, Moxley, uh, I'm trying to think now who's held the title. Uh Hangman, he's a main eventer. Uh Kenny Omega. Uh what else we got? MJF. Uh could Darby main event? I'd say OC could main event, but he's kind of stuck in that just right before. Uh, you know, and you got over there, you got Roman, and you've got Drew's been slotted down. Uh, Kevin Owens has kind of always been, he gets slotted down, and then as WrestleMania season ramps up, he gets slotted back up. Kevin Owens was feuding with Elias before Steve Austin. Am I remembering that right? else i got here uh, seeing punk got injured <laughs> couldn't have happened to a 
Now, Dave said, don't, don't, don't cheer when somebody gets injured. I'm not cheering. I'm saying that this guy gets injured a lot. Uh, might be time to hang him up. Might be time to hang up the boots. You know, in AEW, he got injured a lot. Couldn't seem to keep up. There were there were a botch or two in a few matches. Uh, I think the blame got laid on the fear of Hangman shooting on him. On why he felt like he was wrestling poorly in a main event that he and he alone drew. That uh, the gate there. Uh, the rumble stunk. Yeah. The rumbles both stunk. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna have time to to read my. We'll save it for forty one. But let's do this real quick. Let's look at the WWE roster. I don't even know if I covered everything I wanted to cover. Let's look at the WWE roster. And I'm going to try to predict the WrestleMania card with all these injuries. Knowing barely anything about the product. Let's see who the champions are. And from just listening to Dave. Some of these are just from Dave. Okay, here's what they list on the WWE website. It lists Roman Reigns as the Universal Champion, and Roman Reigns is the WWE Champion. And Seth Rollins is the World Heavyweight Champion. So I don't know what that means. Uh, Rhea Ripley is the Women's World Champion, and Io Sky is the WWE Women's Champion. <clears throat> Gunther is the Intercontinental Champion. Logan Paul is the United States Champion. And Finn Balor and Damian Priest are the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Or is that experiment over? He's going to be a guy that loses, right? Does it even matter? Like, if he went over Seth Rollins, does it even matter? But, I mean, Damian Priest. How old is he? Like, look at, like. Damien Priest, he wants to be a main event. I'm sure. I'm sure he wants to be the world title, but it's like he dress. He dresses like he's coming out of an S and M dungeon. He's got eyeliner on. Like, what are we doing with that? He's he's in his forties, right? If you ask Finn Balor point blank, has he? This is that thing. If you asked him, did you have the WWE career that you want, thought you would have when you were a kid? Would he say yes or no? Or would he just be like, I'm just, you know, I had a career. I had moments. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, and then the women's, uh, women's tag team champions are the Kabuki Warriors. Okay. 
So let's look here. Let's look at the roster. The WrestleMania cards. So let's just go by title. Okay, so let's go. Um, I don't care. That's part of it. I'm looking and going, oh, I don't care. Let's see. Is AJ Styles going to be on the Mania card? Maybe. Kira Tozawa. Is there a Rumble still? Uh, let's look at current. Let's go Raw. Let's just look at Raw. Let's just figure out who's doing what. Becky Lynch. Okay, I'm, so I understand Becky Lynch. Does anybody care? Really? WrestleMania 40 at this point. Does anybody care? I know some people care. Here's my overall point with this because Seth came out, I guess, and, and he said he said or he said to Cody, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, "Was oh he wants he he wants Cody he Cody won the Rumble he wants Cody to wants the title is what uh, happened with that I guess. Uh, so if Cody doesn't pick Seth, that makes." Then what? So whoever faces Seth is like, okay, I guess, I guess the real belt is Roman's belt because Cody picked that one, and everybody wants to see Cody finish his story. Cool. Can you imagine if Cody picks the Rollins belt because they've got Rock lined up and they're just figuring it out? And the and the fans are going to have to swallow that, and they're going to they're going to they're going to do their mutant thing and go. It doesn't matter which belt he picks; it just matters that he he won a world heavyweight title, even though it's one that was just created because Roman doesn't do very many dates. All right, let's call it. See you on the Workers Club podcast. Bye.